Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Michael Laurent. It is Tuesday, May 10th, for real this time. In this episode, Liverpool keep pace, City recover from Europe, and Leeds are in deep, deep trouble. But first, Mike, how does it feel to be a fan of the team that saved the world? Spurs. Yeah, it's been fun watching everybody root for Spurs and, you know, have, having the Liverpool fans on the bandwagon for all the years, you know, beating City twice and all. And I feel, I revel in the moments where I get to feel like Ari Gold, like enough of a prick and a motherfucker like Ari Gold. And this is one of those moments where he he busts into the meeting, he erases the whiteboard, and he writes, get the fuck out and he turns around and he goes you're fucking fired and in case your ears are fucked get the fuck out so that my friends is how we'd like to start the show with me saying that to all of the scouse pieces of human garbage starting and ending with your furious german lab rat leader who couldn't stop bitching about the fact that how dare yeah. How Tottenham dare Spurs Hotspur. play to win? You know, <laughs> the meme going around is that now the new rule starting next season will be everyone will have to call Jurgen Klopp on Thursday before the game and divulge their entire strategy to the man so that he can be properly prepared. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? Like, Well, I mean, I have to give – like, so Spurs, we have two – admittedly, Liverpool and City are great teams – in the history of the Premier League, this five-year run, four-year run, not giving fucking Liverpool that extra season when they had 85 points. Fuck off. Um, but Spurs this season have taken eight points off of them. Two draws yeah. versus Liverpool and two wins versus mighty Manchester City. Mm-hmm. One of them was the first weekend of the season. Ferran Torres started at starter, who actually well, his Well, but we sale- didn't have Kane, so I don't want to hear it for that. Because <laughs> of you fucks. So that's a legitimate win, even though we had Nuno. Out of all of the things back in August, it counts, okay? <laughs> so you, we have we, – let, let's do the scores, then we'll get into all yeah, of it. Okay, scores. St- for, so we're, we're already on Tuesday. The weekend started with Arsenal defeating Leeds. They bossed this, but Leeds somehow hung in and then imploded. I don't know what Ailing was doing. He tried to kill someone. And then it, and then Melier, whatever. And Ketia, looks like there's a striker involved. West Ham smashed Norwich. Norwich are gone. They're done. They're finished. They're in another place. Everton, with a road win, their first in eight months. They defeat Leicester City 1-2. Again, more Pickford, more incredible, more Everton. Everton look to be safe. Then City, get off the schneid. The sadness is washed away. There's a different mentality with City. They kill man you they kill uh newcastle united at home and then today just played aston villa one liverpool two this was a feisty affair yeah but gerard's boys can hold their heads up high Mane with the reverse backward header on a flat cross to put liverpool ahead but danny ings come on man you got to put those away uh, so Son he was offside. A, like a draw, four. a draw would have been a would have been a fail result. He was but, onside like four or five times, and then the one he had where it was a was shit an touch, and Allison jumped, basically jumped the shark and, and grabbed the ball before he could get another touch. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this is one of those games. Now take the narrative and the nonsense out of it. This is one of those games that if you're Liverpool or your City and you're a champion, you go out and you find a way to win. And they did. Um, and I think that's what Liverpool did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, I thought that uh, I thought it was interesting that Klopp left it pretty late to bring on Salah, horses, um, yeah. and I think it it might have been after the two one goal even. No, um, it was after. It was in the seventy second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised he let Diaz. Um, Diaz had a bit of lamella to him in this game, and what I mean by that is he had a bunch of tricks on the sideline. It meant fuck all. Uh, and he didn't really do much. Although I think yeah. he ended up having the assist to Mane for the winner. But um, right. aside from, and that's and that's actually quite Lamella. It's uh, out of nothing brilliance, right? So yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think the, the big news out of this game is that Fabinho's got a hamstring. Yes. He could miss some games. Uh, it's getting tight for Liverpool. They're getting salty because. When you get down the stretch in these in this season, we still have some compression. There's still, as much as we want to forget COVID, there's still a lot of contracted contra- 
conscripted game schedules playing, and they don't get any breaks. They're playing again. They're playing the FA Cup final. Then they're playing the final weeks of the season. Then they're playing the Champions League final. So they're just going and going and going. And I think at some point the the draw against Spurs probably broke Klopp a little. They're a little bit salty. Yeah. They're a little bit saucy. It's coming from Pep now too. Pep putting out both love six that. guns. Blam, blam, blam. He's like, well, you know, Champions League, we would have loved to have won. We're sad. You know, Liverpool, they have all the history. They have all the Champions League finals. They don't do well in the Premier League. Just one win in 30 years. I was like, Ooh, you <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. And you know what? Good on him because Jurgen Klopp <laughs> has done this for years now where he bitches and moans anytime he doesn't get his way, anytime he doesn't have a schedule. He's a sore loser, which is okay. You want He's, your coach to be a yes, sore loser. Okay, fine. But you have to call him on what he is. Yeah. Right? yeah so, yeah. so. How dare we say that the great Saint Jurgen Klopp is a Saint sore Klopp loser? Of, Saint Klopp of Mersey. Yeah, right. So, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's just so much that is forgiven for for the Reds, and I just we've never we've always held them to it, but um, but it, it was fun to see. And and what what have we always said? Manchester City is missing is that 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 piss and vinegar, that personality. Right. And so it, and, and to be fair, we have always said it more or less is always coming through pep and he's yeah. had his, he's had his tiffs and his bullshit, the Harry Kane team comment and losing to a team I, without Harry know, I, Kane. I think sometimes I, you don't times. realize it, but you listen to pep talk. His English is still pretty shitty and he says things and he still struggles. And I think Klopp too, but it makes it more interesting that they say, that they talk weird and you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't know what he's saying. Uh, or Conte too, right? So Conte did have his shots back. He was like, yeah, uh, you know, you can, when you lose, sometimes you want to have an alibi. And he was like, listen, I admit it. I At Burnley, I was ready to quit and kill the whole team. So at least <laughs> right? he has some, li- some level of like self-reflection like- of just like these managers. I don't think any of it is malevolent. They're just like in the moment, someone puts a mic in their face and they're pissed off. They're pissed off. I think that there's it's telling though, right? And and this yeah. is not necessarily me coming from pro Spurs side, but yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at Conte, Conte when he was at Chelsea, even he would throw anybody under the bus that he felt it was, and it wasn't in a Mourinho type way. It was like, yo, Rudiger, you played like shit today, man. Like that guy <laughs> was yours, and you met, and, and like you know what I mean. So yeah, he's he's not going out of his way to throw players under the bus. They're already pretty much under it, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's." I oh mean, no, but he, but when he loses, the complaints about we need at least uh, mm, nine four, players, three defenders. Mm, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, another hurricane. Mm, <laughs> uh, this uh, I may not be able to stay. <laughs> it's like, right, like, Come right, on, dude. right. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. So no, and you're right. He has his absolute. He absolutely has his moments as well. But like, yeah. It, and Klopp, it, Klopp too. It's just like the schedule, the games. But, oh, we but can't do making it. Making an excuse like, that your team isn't good enough most of the time, A, is factual. But B, it's it's just talking shit about your own guys. It's not making excuses for your own guys. It's explaining, no, it was definitely them. Those guys right there, that's their. That's the reason we lost Yeah, but today. you're supposed to protect the players, right? With, with Klopp's thing, it was more this like, listen, it's great how, how they played. I could never play like that. I could never coach a team okay. defensively. I That would be against me. I just don't like it. It's not for me. You can do it, but I don't like it. I mean, essentially, it's it's, it's one of these things where it's just like, it goes down. To, I feel like it goes down to almost these nationalistic levels where it's just like, it's fucking Italians with their defensive football. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in Germany, we it's, went it's, offensive. It's, it's, we had Das Reboot, you know. It's as if he's never seen a team play like that against Liverpool before. Yeah, but not and he's Spurs never gotten quality. And of course not, right? Oh, oh, they're they're oh, they're not. No, they're Bernie. world class. They're good at it, right? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! I just to see the grin come off of his face, if only for a moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. it really did feel good when we beat you guys on opening day, amidst all of the Kane stuff, and and I we said it at the time, like that felt like the stadium won the game that day, right? Like mm. we walked into Anfield and said. We're not fucking afraid of you. And by the way, most of the games at Anfield the last five years, not that Tottenham have had uh, formidable results there, but no, but they, they always have, play really well. It was a really good, yeah. It's a good performance and a hell of an entertaining match. And we had another one on Saturday, so yeah. uh, I knew that it would be one of those. I was hopeful that we would get a point, even though that doesn't really mean a whole lot. 
as it pertains to the top four. Uh, it, it frankly is two points drop for Tottenham. Mm. Um, but uh, knowing that uh, where has your season gone? Where has your season gone? That really that felt pretty good on the way out. <laughs> well, I mean, Tottenham still sit four points behind Arsenal. And you do have the great and powerful uh, London Derby coming up. But I do want to give a, some shrift to City. City go to Newcastle in a game that narrative-wise, they had no right to play as well as they did. But City, but City just are metronomic. They are mentality monsters in a different way. It's, it's, I feel, so this is where I want to go with it. I feel bad that City, that people can't really appreciate how good the team is. It just, yeah. it seems like if they lose, it's something went wrong. If they win, they're supposed to win. There's really no winning with City. We're just, we. I don't know how we'll get there. I don't know what'll happen. I've been grasping and talking to people on Twitter about, you know, this is uh, the anniversary of Main Road closing. And one of the things I grab on is to, is to like, is it is it that city doesn't have their home? Like you think about Anfield and you think about the Bernabeu and you think about Barcelona and you think about you know Old Trafford. If City was at Main Road all this time, would it mean something else? And I don't know anything about it. I wasn't watching football then, but I just think your home, your your fans, your whatever. I don't know. Does the, Tottenham doesn't ha, didn't have lots of wins in White Hart Lane, but they made a stadium that fit in, so it doesn't feel as bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a Spurs. I don't understand. I don't know some of the things, but I really feel like the Etihad is really a, a shit stadium <laughs> and doesn't really yeah. capture how good the team are. Uh, City just put five past. And that five really makes a difference. I think they poured it on intentionally. They now have a plus four goal difference with three goal games to go, which I think is huge. Uh, yeah, just well, in terms yeah, of the play part. So today, City really yeah. have a four-point lead unless, our, unless Liverpool have a big... Uh, result against somebody soon but I do want to get more into Pep's saltiness he's really been taking on some of the attacks that City get get thrown at him and he's just been like you know what enough is enough like yeah we lost to Real Madrid uh you know they beat us they have a bigger club they have a bigger team then he has the audacity and this was the best one the audacity to say the media wants Liverpool to win and everybody hates City yeah, yeah uh, I great. really wish that City fans would embrace this and just go full fucking Millwall and be like, no one likes us and we don't care. <laughs> I, I, what is your alternative at this point, right? Like, I think it's, but that's not City doesn't have that. We're not, we're a lovable loser. That's, we're the Cubs. Do you know what I mean? Like, whoa, 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 hold on. No, you're not. The Cubs, as if, imagine if Ricketts. No, but had... his, his, historically, historically, yeah, historically, not, but not this thing last about England. Period. But the, yeah, but the thing about England is that they went, oh, hey, we have 100 years of history. None of it matters. They're only going to track since 1991 anyway. So, like, you're So we have no really. history then. Yeah, you, well, and that's the point, right? Like, yeah. I think the SB Nation blog for Chelsea is called We Ain't Got No History, right? Like, yeah. so they sort of own it. Um, now they have history that they're yeah. the owner that made them relevant uh, was a war criminal. So that's pretty cool. You can kind he of wasn't harken really. back He just that. stole what was being stolen. <laughs> he's a pirate pardon me yes he wasn't yes, a war criminal yes, he, just he was a pirate did what he was supposed to do listen yeah. we're doing intersectionality he's a jewish refugee i don't give a shit now well now <laughs> he lives in israel uh, yeah. on his yacht uh abramovich we're talking about but you but chelsea do have their owner i think we should sort of mention that looks like the, the, oh, the this the, was fun for me so todd bailey uh this is his first game at stanford bridge oh, as great. i think the paperwork maybe the ink is still fresh on it but it had been signed uh he's taking in the game um and chelsea comes out flying right there and and i think they're up two nil on on wolves yeah. um and i was bouncing back and forth between this and what other game brentford uh and i was watching the two of them kind of simultaneously um and i i didn't see wolves come all the way back but but just until the end, and then I turned it back on for the, for the late equalizer. This makes four times in a row that I've bet on Chelsea, and they fucked me at the end. Um, but the best part of the game for me, without a doubt, was the VAR check in the early for middle of the first half. Um, it was a Rudiger goal. It was kind of a bouncing back and forth off of a corner. Um, pinball around, and Rudiger's offside. It doesn't go in. So it's called a goal on the field. And 
uh, amidst the VAR check, when they they rule it out, they chalk it off, they cut immediately to Todd Bailey, who's like, mm. like he looked a little bit like the was it the Travolta meme from uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, and he's just like, oh, what what what, and and it, it smacked every second of dumb American doesn't know the rules, but like now that's going to be also my... VAR in stadium is bad. And I just realized that I yes. did not pick up the Saturday scores as I was going through it because I realized I didn't get to do my schadenfreude about Brighton. So yeah, let's just do the show for you. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, palace beat Watford. Watford are down. They're gone. They're buried. The beloved Brentford uh, win three nil over Southampton. Uh, Southampton secretly in the relegation zone. Somehow they're almost, they've been that bad. We didn't even notice. They've only have one win in their last like 15 or something. Chelsea two, Wolves two, like you just discussed. Burnley lose to Aston Villa. So Aston Villa almost had two wins on the bounce. But the game I want to talk about was Brighton four, Manchester United nil. That was very, very bad and poor. Uh, It was a, a spectacular display by my beloved side piece, Brighton, who really... Just show all the rots, all the warts, all the holes, all the terribleness of United. But uh, it was really about... No, spectacular is the word for both sides, without question. <laughs> Spectacularly bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have thought, like, if they had swapped uniforms, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the most storied franchise yeah. in all of English football, lighting up some team who are no, you'd you know, be like, oh, wow, that... United played a little bit out of their shoes today. Four. Well, I mean, Danny Welbeck was on the team. You might as well be. <laughs> right. You might like, as well be like, Ferguson's United. <laughs> you know, f- four. Wow. Good for them. All right. That's a good performance. And then you go, wait a minute. What? <laughs> what team is this? Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was enjoyable. Wild. And I shout out to uh, John Santana, who actually listens to the show and chose Manchester United just as he became a soccer fan because he wanted a team that won. And he asked his dad, who was a winner? Oh, John. Uh, as he was we picking love his soccer listening. team. And wow. uh, that was like, you know, Chicharito, he's a Chicano, he's a Mexican-American. He's like, yeah, United win all the time uh, after being a Dodger fan and just kind of losing all the time until recently. And now he's stuck with United. Uh, Funny how that works. Maybe he, maybe he, maybe he prayed to a false god. I am not praying idol. to the false gods anymore. No okay. more false gods. They John. hurt me on. They killed me on fucking on on Forest. Who now have to play Sheffield United in a playoff? Who are actually good? They were just in the Premier League. Uh, John, do us a favor if you're out there, and thank you for listening. Please, 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 don't follow your friend Laurent. Do not <laughs> worship false idols. It will lead you astray, my friend. Oh, poor Johnny. Johnny's I just, almost, just, I almost dived right me. into a, my Lord and Savior, Harry Kane, and I stopped myself. Yeah, yeah. But in uh, other big news, as I sort of jumped around missing scores because we're so organized, um, there was some big transfer news. It looks like oh, Harry God. Kane is never going to leave Spurs. Uh, because, for another year. Because Manchester City have signed Erling Holland. What? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Which, by for the way, whopping, okay. For a whopping 55 million pound release. Uh, wow. This is this is okay. So the so only for what thing we that we sold for for we traded him for Erling Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, right? Like everybody's gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, Man City, fuck this! This is nonsense, dude." If if they tripled that number and it went back reasonable. to Daniel Levy for Harry Kane, they would have said, no, "No, it's not enough money." So understand that, like. Okay, I, I I appreciate that you hate the fact that capitalism works, um, but at the same time, it is a like your team could have afforded this too. The problem is that Erling Holland didn't want to go to your team, so you can't really give them that much shit for it, right? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. The only thing I get, and and this isn't even really a, a point of contention either, but it is an annoyance, like, um. Wait until after the season. Like, like it's I, the, I, it's how the Germans do it. I understand, but at the same time, like, it's so to me, and this is how the NBA does it too, where like the player movement is more of a story than the games. And I don't, that not in, not in the Premier League in basketball, it absolutely, but that's what I mean, not yeah, in the yeah, Premier yeah. League. So, this yeah. is sort of an atypical transaction that it happens is weird. It is weird. before the end of the season yes. for next season. It wasn't like if all right, if it was in the January transfer window, like that's weirdly okay. I don't yeah, know because then they just loan him back and he comes back, later. right? Right, yeah. but um, but yeah, I just 
Um, I, it's, I odd, it's odd timing. I didn't like it. Look, and I'll, what I'll say is this. If you have nothing to play for, if you're West Ham or United or, or yeah, Newcastle, or Newcastle, Newcastle's who you probably should have been worried about with this, right? But like, um, if it's a team who has nothing really left to gain, it's like, uh, okay, you're running out the string and you're debuting your kits for next year so you can sell them a little bit earlier. I yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. But Man City's got it all to play for still. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, felt and, and a little this bit was- disingenuous with regard to this, frankly, thrilling title race that we're in. Yeah, and, and I think the Holland thing is, the funny thing is, so I'm going to do more narrative complaining. On Sky, all okay. of a sudden they started talking about salary and full value of the contract. They're like, well, it's not really $60 million. It's really $250 million. No, On no other team, on no other transfer does anyone talk about the full contract. No. Ever. But City, the narrative is that we spend money and fine, we did. No one will ever stop and say, City did spend money. They are also, in addition to spending money, and I'll put Liverpool in this and Spurs to a lesser extent. They're also the two best run clubs in all of England. Like City planned to have Pep three years in advance. City planned to have like, I've been saying this, Grealish is KDB's replacement. Yes, they paid $100 million one season and now they're getting someone else. But if you go, oh, but when they turn it over and they're KDB's gonna, they're 32, they're, they're not going to miss a beat, right? Or it'll be Foden. So they're planning ahead all the time. Now they've got the tool that they had. Listen, they weren't going to pay over the odds for Kane. They played a game of chicken with Spurs. They made their assessment and they said, this is our number. Take it or leave it. And they kind of rolled up the middle finger and they went back to Manchester and then they lost twice in the season. But right. um, <laughs> yes, we did lose twice. All and, you and, need and, to and, know yeah. is, uh, and I didn't want to follow you down the rabbit hole, but I'm right behind you now, um, is... Like you said, they are not the only team who spends money. And Liverpool play on what comparatively could be oh, it's could less, be sure. as a as a shoestring budget or whatever. Didn't they just drop just about Erling Holland money on Luis Diaz? So there's that piece. But but so so no, but but Liverpool to, balance to, the books, right? Yeah, it's but not it's not like to denigrate them. It's money. like these City are a super duper well run club, and all the financial fair play stuff is from this period in 2014 and 15 where they did have the infractions, they did pay a fine. But weirdly, the German magazine Der Spiegel, who has a vested interest in playing by the rules because they have this one team that actually runs that newspaper that just wants Bayern Munich to be able to just keep winning. And this is the way it's done. Listen, that's not the way it's done. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're doing it a different but, but, okay. way. It keeps and, leaking everything. And so looking at it on the, on the European scale, that makes sense. Okay, fine. But don't, you don't even have to leave the city to find a team that spends almost as much, as much money on them. And they're what, 28 points behind them with two more games played on the way down. On, oh yeah, going in the wrong direction. So right. So, so or don't... even, but but not to be to be equally and fair and kind, right? On the in Merseyside itself, there is a team that has spent as much as Liverpool and almost got relegated in yeah. Everton. They spent yeah. nearly a billion, half a billion dollars on players over the last four years, and they're awful. Yep. And that same amount of money. I give credit to Liverpool. They took that Coutinho thing, that $160 million. They took it as a moment. They were like, isn't that on display today? Ah, unbelievable. It basically funded the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Klopp gets care. They, the, uh, sorry, it's, it's all connected. Klopp gets there. He sees Coutinho as a good player. Neymar moves to fucking PSG for $250 million. And the money burns a hole in Barcelona's pocket. They signed Dembele, who essentially funds Bayern to get Holland, <laughs> and they fu- and it funds uh, Liverpool. Dortmund, who, yes, right. Sorry, sorry. And then Liverpool basically take the Coutinho money by Van Dijk, Allison, and Mane, Salah. or they already had Mane and Salah. And Salah was cheap. He was like forty-five million. But he, no, still. he was like twenty-five. He and anyway, son came for about the same for, price. Good for them. I, you know, it's not absolutely nobody's yeah. sitting here saying, "How dare you, Liverpool?" What no. we're saying is, "Hey, Liverpool, phenomenal job." You can argue that they run their ship even better than Manchester City, given that for they sure. don't have that yeah, extra. City, City, they don't have that listen, extra shelf to reach for. There's three hundred million dollars in center backs floating around Europe. I don't even know their names anymore. They're out there, <laughs> right? There's Otamendi and Mangala and and Nastasia. Angelino. Angelino. Well, they they actually he sold was, him. 
But he's good. He's on Leipzig. He was. He's a, he has he's a story a of a good deal. I saw what, him. Yeah. What, what I give credit to Liverpool for is they extract really good fees. I don't know who their negotiator on the way out is, but they do a really good job there. Like I was looking at Rian Brewster for fucking twenty five million. Thirty something like that. Yeah. He's he scored three goals in three seasons. Just like Jesus. <sighs> Right, whereas City just like take a loss on every single guy, and you're like, Jaden Sancho, one hundred million. Two years later, you're like, that was... <laughs> we got that one wrong, but we did get a payment on that one. So United actually funded, probably helped us buy uh, Erlen Holland without us knowing. Sure, but no, <laughs> anyway. I, there's it's just what we talk about on the show a lot. We we try to look a little bit deeper. Um, and actually I, I chatted with the, the guys on the daily show, by the way, the chop sports daily show, which mm. you should listen to every day at 11 AM Eastern. Um, you know, they don't do much soccer. I actually came on, did a hockey segment with them and it was after oh, you that. Did? Nice. Yeah, I did. Uh, last week it was, um, it was after the Rangers had lost in three overtimes and it was a controversial call and whatever. And I went, well, I don't want to talk about the referees. I want to talk about how the Rangers were unholy possessed in the first period and for five periods after that going into three overtimes they were soulless so what happened here like how do we break that down how do we understand and that's i think what we try to do on this show a lot where we go yeah i mean yes spurs played on the counter but here's actually why they were able to to frustrate Klopp to the point where he peed his pants on national television right so so i think we try to go a little bit deeper and when 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 media's uh, I guess talking heads or other shows or whoever they take the shortcut. That is just so fucking easy. I get angry at that. I, I like, <laughs> because here's the thing we've adopted this. We've been football fans for, uh, at the probably, most 15, 20 at years, min- at, ma- at maximum, like you said, 15 years, right? Yeah. Probably cumulative. If we have 25 years behind us, I think that's probably a little bit generous and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but if you are someone who's a lifer, who's, who's grown up with this as uh, as we have american sports me with hockey and baseball right same i i i get frustrated because this is an opportunity for me to appreciate your knowledge that i frankly don't have mm. and i can kind of soak some of that up i can be a better fan by listening to people who know their shit um, there aren't any I, they run it, the same fucking trucks that's the thing that always gets it's me it's literally dude. on the athletic a a podcast called football cliches where they just talk about the same five things that people get say uh, all the time. You know, they, this, yeah. they, they literally could do a whole show just on things people say about football yep. and the moments that it happens and they go, Oh, they used it there. Isn't that a great time to make fun of, <laughs> of this or that or whatever, or just like, you know, listen, I love Mika Richards and I love that he laughs and he's fun. He's fun. He's on, he doesn't offer anything, but he's a city guy. So now we have a city pundit, who will be the elder statesman that as long as city are good, he is going to be the guy they roll out. He has a chance yes. to become, I don't know, uh, you know, as long as he keeps battling with, um, with uh, Roy Keane, they have this bromance of like sad, miserable fucking Irish bastard and like effervescent young guy who lost his career at 30 years old. Who they all yeah. from. But I mean, but Roy Keane is like the king of cliches. He's just like, Oh, enough of me. I don't want people smiling at each other. I'm like, what the fuck are you? What are you? Tra- <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the um, best we. I mean, the best we have is like we have Carragher and um, and Neville. That's and Neville. the best. We Absolutely. Have. Until Neville them, decides to go uh, golfing for a documentary with Harry fucking Kane. But um, listen, his show's good. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not, and 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 that's the thing is that like that felt lazy in the sense that like. Everybody since 2015 is like, oh, is Harry Kane too big for Tottenham? He's got to leave to get trophies. All of those talking points that have basically well, been because for, out every because you weeks. don't because you don't have the 60 years of history that people who are at Tottenham leave, right? Okay, fine. I, I no, no, I do. Right, I, right. Believe it's, me, by now I have it. Okay, it's Bale, but, it's Berbatov, it's Modric, Sheringham, and down and down and yeah, down and yeah, down. Yeah, of course. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but like, I understand. But how? somebody over the Pochettino era wasn't like how there wasn't a viral clip of somebody like a Neville or like a character smacking the table going, these guys are so goddamn fun. What the (laughs) fuck are you doing? Levy? Like, like, like absolutely bonkers, right? Like that would have been, first of all, must see television. Yeah. You would get everybody to enjoy that. And, and it's, I think it's the risk aversion uh, from like, I guess from the network's part, but like 
you become just the boring white guy who. Well, just... who's who's your who's your legend? The older guy who almost died. On, on... Oh, um, uh, Glenn Hoddle. Right, he's the one who's supposed to be there talking up Spurs. Yeah, but but everybody sort of ta- like tunes him out. The big moment from him was him with Rio Ferdinand and almost dying. Who else? Yeah. Almost dying when when um when are, you okay? scores, are you which, okay? Are you okay? Which by the way, yesterday <laughs> with three Gary years Lineker. ago, I know three years ago it was uh it was the are miracle okay? in Amsterdam, which is okay? wild. Yeah, right, right, right. And Gary because he was wheezing, he was wheezing, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, but yeah, let, yeah. we have to get so back to our season. Um, we have a relegation battle that is showing its true colors, and the numbers are actually bearing out. What's like interesting it. about this relegation battle now is. The actual underlying numbers are now bearing out in terms of which team should go down, right? Everton were always too good to go down. They had the best uh, XG differential at minus 10. The next up was Burnley at minus 16. It's literally in order. Everton on minus 10, Burnley on minus 16, Leeds on minus 22, Watford minus 24, and Norwich on minus 39. So the actual underlying numbers are now predicting which teams are going to go down. And I have a feeling as much as I really do love Leeds, I think they're done. Uh, they're going to need, I just think Burnley are better. Burnley are healthy. Um, Leeds are really injured. Ailing's red card, two-footed That's into. so tough. He misses the rest of the season. Yeah. That's a three-game match ban. They're yeah. gone. Uh, uh, Raphael hasn't scored a goal in a month. They're fighting everyone. They don't have enough bodies right now. They're trying to play Gelhard up front. He's just 20 years old, just turned 20. They just don't have enough players. They have the look and feel of a team that's going down. And I think, you know, they had the bump with Marsh and they got to 35, but I think they kind of blew their load and that they were really like, can we, you know, 35 is is all right, isn't it? Is it? Is it? Uh, I don't I know, just, right? Like even if they get hurting. even if they get one more win. Like one more win would be reasonable, but Burnley's going to get one more win, right? <laughs> like it just so, it, they're running out of games to get points, and if they stay with if Burn if they both stay where they are, they go down. So they really need to kind of win two. So I'm looking at um, the interesting things that Burnley play Leeds and Everton in their final two games. Yeah, so they have a massive part to play in all this, and the interesting Burnley thing play I'm has Leeds. At, Burnley, I believe so. No way. I'm it's sorry. I'm sorry. I keep doing that shit. Brentford, excuse me. Yes. Brentford play say, Everton. Was... Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Brentford play uh, Everton on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then they they finish up uh, at home against Leeds. And the funny thing, I just looked it up. Um, because my Burnley Burnley are the ones who play Villa twice. In my like suspicion three days. Okay, so <laughs> this isn't exact numbers here, but I was wondering how motivated are Burnley to finish in the top half. Uh, and so I looked up last season's uh, or after the 2021 season. So these numbers are not exact, but the 10th place team Everton uh, got 138, almost 139 million uh, euros or pounds, I should say uh, for finishing in that spot. And the 11th place Aston Villa got 122. So that's a big gap, right? Like that's actually bigger than the gap oh, between. The, you're talking about the money for where you place. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like, that matters for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a team like that, right? So like, I'm I'm sitting here thinking like you're one point off of top of top half of the table, um, and and you've got two winnable games. Not that I think Brentford would mail it in or whatever, right? But like, um, there there's so much congestion between ten and fourteen that yep. that gap is really really sizable. Again, like. We're talking, we're talking thirty million dollars, basically. Yeah, between between, ten, between tenth and fifteenth, it's between forty and forty-five points. I feel like Brighton are pretty safe up where they are, but yeah, 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 more than likely. But but so that's my point. Like I, I'm I'm thinking that Brentford are going to have something to play for. Maybe not quite as much as Everton and Leeds, but I was curious looking into that. Like, how much do they really care? And then I was like, oh right, they're run by gamblers. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, no, but, no, but I'm trying to find an angle, right? You like, can't translate that to the players. The players no, 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 know no, they're necessarily, safe. It's, but it's, like, the existential crisis of dropping out of the league is uh, not – You could transfer it to the them. players directly, actually. Now, you, you, do, you could literally now, transfer it. Yeah, but you can literally. Like you're going to cut your wages in half. So you, you do – so Burnley plays Tottenham and Villa again and then Newcastle. They probably have the toughest run in, I'd say, right? Tottenham, 
Villa, Newcastle. Yeah. And then Leeds has Chelsea. Brighton. Chelsea, Leeds, Brighton, and uh and Brentford. And Brentford. Ooh, that's tough. They're both tough. No, I think that's I'm well, yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. They have Brighton at home, which is good. Because that Ellen yeah. Road game is massive. That's that's for all their marbles, really. And well, then but the Everton's thing is, only got two it, left. Everton have three games. They have three four left. games left. That's right. Well, they play, they play Watford tomorrow, and this was the game that we said at yeah, the beginning before we really pulled Leeds back into this. It yeah. was Watford play Everton and Burnley, and Burnley got that dramatic win. Can Ever- Everton go on the road and get the win? If they the, can. The thing is, they got the, they got two wins we didn't see. That Chelsea and Leicester wins, yeah. those are tremendous, right. right? Like, we thought they were going to go down when they lost 3-2 to Burnley, but then they beat United. They draw against Lister, Leicester. They play really well against Liverpool, but don't win. And then they beat Chelsea and oh, Leicester. Well. Those were, well, they hung on. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they did win the but then they But then they beat Chelsea. Holy yeah, shit. Huge. Yeah, um, that was that was the big one. And now they've, you know, you'd expect them to beat Watford. And if they beat Watford, they're safe. They can almost, they, there's almost no way that they can be caught. Well, the thing is, is that this has taken so many turns at this point. I'm not willing to say anything yet, <laughs> right? Um, Listen, they can we'll, get to 40 easy. But what we will know um, <laughs> by the next time we're on the air is is Everton and Watford. Will, will, will Everton be on 35, 36, or 38? And it feels like if they're on 38, they, like you said, they should be free and clear, but um, there's still nine points out there for both Burnley and Leeds. That's there's just no that's way the Leeds math. are getting nine. They're, I know that, but we've said this before and been wrong. So, well, I mean, um, we're going to, I'm going to keep being wrong. I just think, uh, at this, you know what? At this, I admire your confidence. And well, at this, okay, point, well, at this point, as much as I like Leeds and I think it's sad that they're going to go down, I just, I don't. I don't have faith in them because of the injuries of where they are. There's nowhere that their goals are coming from. Their emotional leader ailing just basically said, you know what, guys, you guys are going down without me. And he took himself out basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and they and don't like have said, anyone left. So they're so just running out of guys. 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We'll have a really good idea because Leeds will have played Chelsea as well, more or less simultaneously. And so if Leeds can, frankly, pull an Everton, well, Burnley, you're up. Right. Well, I mean, and then that goes back up to the top. Then Chelsea really get pulled in. They'll probably finish fourth, but they're really slipping. Arsenal could finish the season in third. That would be an amazing that accomplishment. I mean, yeah. just, I mean, I, I thought I was being crazy when I put Arsenal in fifth at the start of the season. And that was based on they had a good defense. But to get Arsenal into the third spot, that is, I mean, is Mikel Arteta coach of the year? I know it'll be it'll be City or Liverpool will get it themselves. But I mean, to finish fourth, to finish third, where Chelsea were after ten games, where we were like, oh my god, this team's winning the fucking league. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but now to see them where they are, and that brings us into can your spoiling, destroying team who plays negative football and tries to ruin everyone's How joy. Dare they. Uh, <laughs> Can you take on Arsenal and shut them down? I think you can. I think you're oh, I don't think uh, frankly you're completely I mean, set up to beat them. It's so frustrating because here's how it's more than likely going to play out. Arsenal gonna are finally going to bring their sorry asses back into our side of North London because if you remember, I know Mikel Arteta can't wait to play this game. Oh, now he can't wait to play, but <laughs> well, despite the fact that he had time, no <laughs> COVID cases in January, he had no interest in playing it then. You <laughs> fucking chicken liver little shit. So I'm not concerned at all. I think if you look to a man, um, I wouldn't take anybody from Arsenal's front three. I wouldn't probably take anybody from um, Tottenham's midfield unless Skip magically is healthy. Um, yeah, but, but I think, but, but you know, you know who Arsenal's midfield is? It's Shaka and El Nenny. Right? Who are just it's not like, like it's kicking- good. They're kicking ass, which is amazing. Wow. I mean, it's sort of a ticking time bomb at the same time. The right? one like, you take is Odegaard. He's the one. You got a sick. No, 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 no. What I'm saying you is gotta I would Hoiberg on him and kick him. Yeah. What I was just saying, and, and I don't really enjoy the, the combined XI things, but like um it's the the, the front three for Spurs, uh Sun Kane and Kulisevsky. Uh the midfield three is probably all Arsenal. Um, I would go Odegaard, Chaka, and and El Nani, maybe even Smith Rowe, um, and then the back four probably Tomiyasu on the right. Both, uh, I mean Romero's in it, uh, yes. 
you know, so Tierney on the left, I guess. Um, Tierney hasn't played, is out. Yeah, so no, I know. Your, so your guys, your guys will make, by the way, my boy, one of my sons, Cessignon, looking much better. He's he, so very- he, Conte is a big believer in him. He had a good, I guess, audition early on in the Conte yes. era, and then he got hurt. Yes. Uh, he's been back. He's been good. Oh, well, so, remember yeah, I mean, the, the last Liverpool game, he shut down Salah. That's right. That's yeah. right. He's I saw work on his, a picture he's gotta, of uh, he's gotta work on his crossing. It was a Mo Salah heat map, and it was just a picture of uh Ryan Cessignon's pocket. Um you know what it is? He's athletic. He's, he's very athletic. But so I I really don't think I really don't think we'll have much of a problem with Arsenal on Thursday. Now, there's an important, super important caveat here. It's not gonna matter. It's not because we're gonna beat them, we're gonna go even further high above them in goal difference, but we're still going to be one point behind them. And the last two matches of the season um, are Newcastle for them, which they could lose. They could lose against Newcastle uh, and Everton, which they're going to beat the doors off of them. Yeah, but you don't know, you don't know the psychological effect for Arsenal is a fragile team. Like, they lose games and they yeah. fucking don't recover, right? Okay. Like they if lost Mikel the house Arteta, and then they lost two more, right? Like if Mikel Arteta is anywhere close to coach of the year, what he will say is that fucking sucked. They smacked us around. Here's we'll talk about what we did wrong, but boys, let me be very clear about something. We win two, fuck them. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's that's really the they have to win two of three. I and think if they the, win on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is, excuse me, it's Thursday. What the fuck's yeah, wrong with me? When they win on Thursday, it's over. Right. So yeah, they're if, not going to Arsenal not. win. It's over. Right. Yeah. I think the thing that's interesting for Arsenal is their core players do come from the academy and they are a less disciplined team than Spurs. And I think if Spurs can shithouse this thing, and I know Romero wow. and Hoiberg are quite good at this. Yeah, and I, I, I would, I would, I would call on Mora to play in this game instead of Kulishevsky, just because oh, he has no, the history, agree. just because he has the history, and let Kulishevsky come on late. Just let Mora play because Mora kind of has a needle in him. You know, he runs past people. He does weird one. shit. There's a way you can get them both on the field. You put Mora at right wing back. <laughs> oh, is he not better than Emerson Royal? Okay. No, that guy stinks. I can't yeah. stand him. Uh, but, but uh, I do think that. That would be the thing to look for for Arsenal. Can you rattle Shaka? Can you rattle if Smith Rowe plays? A good shout. Can you rattle the young players as, or, or or Ramsdale, who's a fucking maniac? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you get? And Conte will think of this because he's a sick fuck. How do you get Arsenal to get off their game and fuck up? Because they have it in them, right? El Nenny's a pro; he'll sit tight, but Shaka. Got sent off. He just, he's always sent off in this game. It's a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I think their last four or five of these are draws, but this is, this is your season, right? This is it. You've got to win. Got to win. We've got to win out and we've got to hope that Arsenal drop one more, uh, not even a loss, just a draw against either Newcastle or Everton. And again, Newcastle can pip them. Absolutely. Um, and and as you said, after after a demoralizing what would be then loss in the North London Derby, yeah, I mean they they could be licking their wounds. I, I'm and then Newcastle would be the perfect team for that spot in that game right after it. But yeah. it bothers me that you know down the stretch, Spurs were playing so well, and as much as you want to blame the um, you know the Nuno era on this season, and you know. The fact that the fact that we're in the top four race is frankly miraculous, but there's just so many games, you know. This where is you all, just were listening. The thing is, this is all because United are fucking awful. Well, you, I mean, no there's, I mean, yes, no, I don't, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. And by the way, by now they'd be in third with Chelsea's current form. Yeah. But um, it's it's the uh, at the end of the day, the difference right now is the the. Not just the fact that you didn't have any shots on goal against Brentford or Brighton, was, but you didn't, you couldn't even keep Brighton on the board at the death. And that point, yeah, is the difference right now. Well, and the other one, that, the, the here's really the one, here's the, here are the things I think about, and this blew my mind. I was looking it up. I was like, you got eight points against Liverpool and Manchester City and lost twice to to the worst United team in yep. thirty five years. That just sort of sums up your season, right? You beat Man United and then lose to Burnley. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that's just stuff you can't do, right? Or you kill Everton and then lose to United, and then you have that nice run where you're scoring goals like crazy, and then they just vanish 
Yep. <laughs> like the Brighton and Brentford game. You're like, where the fuck did everything go? Like what, yeah, what the yeah. fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. Whereas, yeah, you know, when I, I look mean, at the results, I'm trying to see what the biggest regret game oh, I have Burnley, this year. The Burnley game is Southampton three, two to Southampton was just brutal. Oh, they, that's the one where they came back in the second half. That two goals from the 80th minute on to go from two, one up to three, two down. That one was that, that one, that one, that one sucked. <laughs> Um, that was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, and it's and, okay. And there's so many moments across the season, the Stevie yeah. Bergvine heroics in the 90th minute against Leicester that basically sort of kickstarted the, Hey, maybe we have a shot at this sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah I just, You've uh, got we, got, we, we got one point for Southampton this year. And that was the other one right before new year's granted festive period. So I understand, but they played with a red card for like four, 55 minutes and we couldn't get anything out of that um that one sucked. Love, this is this actually game. this yeah. is your life this is your season this is what, what it's what? like folks this is yeah, what it's this like is what happens in a nil nil to everton also who had a red card oh, uh, God. i don't it's i drank so my 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 sorrows away on that i don't even remember that game it's but. so funny you could just see this you just read the scores and you're like oh yeah yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, if, Although for, I don't remember this watching. one nil to West Ham. Oh yeah, you had a terrible record in London. You basically anytime you played in London, you mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. Which whatever, like that's a cup <laughs> final for them. I understand it. It is what it is. Like, ah oh, uh, man, but yeah, the Brighton one is going to go down as the difference. Especially by the way, thirty days before this, at at the uh, the Amex, we played them off the park. It was a two nil sound ass kicking, and Graham Potter went to school that day, and he went not again. And full marks to him, but it wasn't yeah. even that. It is that was, the it is was, that the one? Is that the is that the one where they booed Potter and were like get out of our club? I think and so. Like, and he was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, "I'm yeah. the greatest manager your club has ever had." So, Are you fucking crazy? If we've still got any Liverpool fans with us, what what I'll say is this: <laughs> we will do a full diagnostic on Tottenham season, and we'll put it on. We'll, we'll put the video of it on the internet. You'll get to, I'll look right in the camera, right? You'll see my face contort and it'll look like I'm having a stroke. By the end of that episode, I'll have Bell's palsy because mm-hmm. I'll just be fucking so miserable. The bitter beer face commercials from the nineties of every time Spurs left two or three points on the board. And uh, they are many. They are many we, as I we- look back. Uh, if, if, if cue the bad Italian music, yeah. and news from Syria. Ah, tell us what's happening. Oh my God, my other, my other loves. Oh, this one news hurt. News from, from the, from the Bro, bottom you don't of the Syria. Man. This table. one, this one really, really hurt. We um. Oh, what happened? Well, okay, so Salernitana is is just scrapping, fighting to stay above the relegation zone. Fighting and Salernos. The fighting Salernos, which, by the way. If there was ever a term, that would be that would be perfectly suited. Uh, as I as I load the table now, I'm not sure if Cagliari has played their their. Oh no! You game. are on 36 games. You are one point right. above the drop. So, so we're even on games, but we're, now we're one point above the drop. But the problem is Cagliari plays Venezia uh, still, um, and the last two games for Salernitana are very winnable. And one of Cagliari's is against uh, Inter. They're going to get smoked. But the two just played this past Sunday. Uh, and it was awesome. It, the place was bumping the Cagliari had like, it looked like, like one of your San Diego loyal, like groups. Like there was like 50 Cagliari fans. And then the whole place is going crazy, but you could tell like the whole stand behind one of the nets is meant to be for the away section. So they didn't sell any of those tickets, but the rest of the place is going nuts. So tell me um, about the Frank Ribery red along with the, yeah, no, 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 this game pitch. popped off. This game got nuts. <laughs> Um, there was a controversial uh, penalty given to uh, Salonatana oh, in the oh, 16th, the 5th or so Simone minute. Verdi, who we know and, is a legend And, and Simone Verdi, which by the way, if my name in Italian is basically green, does that make me Jewish? I was yes. wondering that during yes, the game. Yes, anyway, yes. Verdi pots it. Place goes crazy. They're up 1-0. Um, and then they sort of bunker. And it's and, and, and right after the goal, it all pops off though. Uh, and, and basically it's just the benches all just start like almost fighting and out of nowhere, Frank Ribery's like, fuck you, fuck you. Who, by the way, of, of, you know, France glory, right? Oh, the he's guy's just, a, he's like an all time legend. He's I mean, like, he's, he's like a Bayern Munich coming legend. off the bench. The reverse, he gets a red card. The reverse like fingers of, uh, of Robin Ribery. They, 
They played on a wing, but played on the inside. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so he's uh, he's must be wasted. He's got too much wine in his system. He goes fucking nuts. They give him a straight red, so he's got to go. Um, oh, but he's not playing. No, he wasn't playing. Oh, okay. It was so off he's the bench. Gone. Oh, okay. So from that point, and I think Cagliari's players, like there was like seven or eight players on yellow cards. Um, they're fighting back, fighting back, fighting back. Um, there's another controversial penalty with the goalkeeper in the 92nd or so minute. I'm sorry, just before uh, extra time as my battery goes to die. Oh, that's Boris Radnodovich. He's the key. Um, into extra time. Yes. Oh, he's a um, big fucker. They have a lengthy, lengthy VAR review. They call it no penalty. Cagliari can't believe it. And in the 90, I'm sorry, 101st minute, after nine additional minutes were added on, one last kick at the can, one last corner kick. Cagliari oh, pots brutal. it. The air comes out of the stadium. Oh, and I didn't even late. notice that Altari scored that <sighs> late. That it, They have it here at the 90 plus nine. Wow. Bullshit. Bullshit. It was 101. Um, yeah, that was demoralizing. That game would not have mathematically seen them up, but it would have effectively, as soon as Inter beat Cagliari, it would have sealed their fate. So, um, yeah, still squeaky bum time for the fighting Salernos, but uh, we're, 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 we're hanging on, man. We're hanging yeah, on. Yeah, you're, under, you're unbeaten in your last six. Which, by the way, I mean, the, we're doing a Leicester currently. We were left for dead, and we're shooting up to just keep our heads above water. And then next year, we'll win Serie A at five thousand and one underdog. But um, Empoli and Udinese are they're they're beatable teams, right? They're beatable teams. So my hope, my hope is that you get one win, and that's enough. Because even if you draw twice, Sorry, if Cagliari yeah. beats uh, Venezia, that'll be enough to to take them over because. Uh, they do not have the the tiebreaker on goal difference. So, oh right, it's head to head, right? <sighs> yeah, no, no, no. It's well, it's goal difference. So, and they're minus. They have the worst goal difference. No, no, no. They don't do goal difference. I think they do head to head. They have a do they tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Yes, they. You might have to look at that. We will look at that. We'll report back. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure the other game against Cagliari was a win. Uh, it was also a one-one draw. So who the fuck knows? They're just gonna play. <laughs> They're gonna do consecutive sack races uh, on on Sundays until somebody's. I'm sure play. it's like based on how much money you gave to the last referee who refereed your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And considering Salernitana was just sold for like 35 euros, not much. Yeah. Let's wrap this sucker up. Yeah, man. let's get out of here. All right, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike and Laurent. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show so we can reach more people because we need more people who like us because there's not many. 